Is a, uh, a thrifty Dr. Frankenstein get his limbs from? Thrifty Dr. Frankenstein <laughs> get his limbs from? Steve's taken to trying to figure out my jokes, by the way. Yeah. This is too good. You'll never get it. It's just fucking genius. Ah. Uh, it's it's not. Right. <laughs> it's not good, Bill. <laughs> No. <laughs> no, it's fucking not Goodville, Steve. Goodville. <laughs> the secondhand store. Come on. Oh, Welcome, oh. boys and ghouls, to a very special spooky mini minisode of Halloween is Forever. I'm Brian. I'm Steve. Hey, oh, hey, hold on a second. Who da, who da handsome boy is over there? Who da dang old rock and roll boy over there? Is that Drew from Drew in the Blue? Oh, it's Drew from Drew in the Blue. Hey, Drew. <laughs> Fancy meeting Hello. you here in podcast hey, land. Fellas. Good to be here. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for joining us once again. Second time guest. Joining the joining the second time, the repeat guest club. We have our lovely friend Drew West from uh the uh the dang old rock and roll get up over there, Drew in the Blue. Um so thanks for joining us. We're we're excited to have you on here on this here spooky season minisode. Thanks for having me. Don't you know? I hope I don't feel. I don't hope I don't file under the seasonal. You know, I heard about how you talk about the seasonal folks on your show. So you know, yeah. I'm a little bit more than that. I, I'm here before September. I promise. I knew you were year round, spooky boy. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll 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 talk about all these dang old freeloaders jumping on here, listening to the podcast here in a in a dang second. But um, yes, yeah, so we are here. We are. I mean, we are in crunch time, guys. We are. Uh, we are a week away from the big day, from from uh, Samhain, from All Hallows Eve. Hope you got your 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 blood. Hope you got your semen. Hope you got all your sex magic ritual stuff ready to go, because we're getting ready to do some weird shit here in the week leading up to uh, to uh, to Halloween. Um, but before we do that, we're going to have some good old fashioned spooky monster fun with our friend Drew. We're going to talk about Frankenstein's. Frankenstein. You, you guys know how I love a Frankenstein. You know how I love a Dracula. Skeletons. Love all that stuff. We're going to talk about the original 1931 Frankenstein here today. Uh, before we do that, we got a whole bunch of dang old uh, spooky business we got to take care of at the top of the show. Like I said, this time of year especially, we get a whole shitload of new listeners. A uh, bunch of freeloaders, bunch of just seasonal creeps hanging around there, farting around. It is. We appreciate you. We we appreciate you um, coming on here, listening to some spooky stuff with us, talking spooky business. Now, um, if you're new to the show, here's how it goes. We do a little uh, con spooky content every Monday all year round, not just during spooky season. So go ahead and, you know, like, subscribe, follow whatever the thing on your old podcaster tells you to do. But the first Monday of every month, we do a showdown episode. Uh, go listen to one of them showdown episodes, a little longer form craziness. We powerbomb each other. Somebody gets a DDT onto some tax, that sort of thing. But this is called a mini-sode. It ain't that mini, but it's minier than the non-mini-sodes. 
uh, where we talk about a movie and, you know, we um, we we do a little horseplay grab ass and all that fun. Nobody gets power bombed on this episode. Um, <laughs> but if you're interested in helping us out to choose topics, uh, help us choose what the topics are for our showdown episode or any of those sorts of things, or maybe even got a suggestion for a minisode. Maybe you just like spooky ooky shit on the internet. Go over and follow us on all the social medias. It's at Halloween is forever on Instagram at Hall forever on, um, on Twitter, whatever the hell it's called. Now I always forget X the Twix. Yeah. Just call yeah, Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called Twitter. You go, <laughs> go on to all those, go on to all the social medias, type in Halloween's forever. It'll probably come up. It's a little pixelated pumpkin guy. If you like the show, like I said, you decide to subscribe. You want to give us a review and you think, boy, howdy, it's the week before Halloween. I need a little bit of spooky business in my life. If you want to go on your podcatcher app, like your Apple podcast or your Spotify's or whatever, go on there, give us a little review. Give us a little five stars, four stars, whatever the maximum amount of stars are. Shoot us a DM on Instagram or Twitter, and I'll send you some spooky shit in the mail. Week of Halloween. You want some spooky shit? You want some Halloween's Forever stickers? You want a dang old uh, 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 atomic fireball or everlasting gobstopper? Maybe I'll get send you a temporary tattoo in the mail. I, who knows? Could be anything. Loose candy corn. Ooh, hot, slightly melty, <laughs> loose candy corn. Smells like my pocket. Um, <laughs> if you like that, if that'll get you in the spooky season, do that. We'll send you that some, some stuff in the mail if you give us one of them reviews. And I know probably right now you're sitting there, you're, you're probably riding in your car, right? You're driving to work, whatever. And you're listening to this here podcast and you're thinking, hey, Jabroni, I can't go on there and, you know, rate you while I'm driving. Well, you're about to get to work. What is the first thing you're going to do when you get to work? You're going to go take a shit. Immediately mm-hmm. going to go in, sit down, plop down, take a big old deuce. Go ahead. Follow us. Like us. Give us a little five star review. It means a lot. Helps people find the podcast. Before we get into any of that other business we got to talk about and get into this here movie, uh, 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 I know, Drew, you got a beer. I saw one. I assume Steve's lurking around there with a beer somewhere. I got one. I got beers. Let's talk about some beers we might be drinking. Steve, why don't you you lead us off on a beer? I picked a beer specifically for this episode. Yeah. Because I was being a good boy. Yeah. And I got a beer from Three Floyds. Okay. That's, they, they do spooky stuff. They do spooky stuff. Yeah. And so this one is called Munchterfest. Oh, Munchterfest. Munchterfest. It's their Oktoberfest yeah. style lager. Munchterfest. Oh, okay. So it's like a it's like an angry German Oktoberfest kind of thing. Yeah. There's no uh there's no Frankensteins on this though. Oh wow, okay. It appears now, to be a little disappointed, a little disappointed, gonna be honest, but yeah. It <laughs> appears to be a kaiju scene of a giant goblin in samurai armor fighting a ripoff mecha godzilla so that's okay, okay. that's okay <laughs> see i love me some kaijus you you know i like some godzillas and some some uh some some big apes and uh mothras and and gear all that nonsense but when it's halloween time give me a frankenstein <laughs> give me a dracula yeah yeah come on guys but it's October. That's right. This is Oktoberfest, not not for Halloween time. It's Oktoberfest. That's true. So this, That's this true. is supposed to be September beer, not <laughs> People forget that Oktoberfest is primarily in September. How's how is that thing drinking though overall? Oh, yeah, it's good. Like it's mm-hmm. it's it's uh it's got a nice full body to it. Yeah. Uh, a little a little 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 hoppy. Just it, it, ever so tinyly a little bit hoppy. Like excessively hoppy, like it's a little over the edge, or it's just barely hop. 
No, no, I mean just character. barely, just barely. Okay, I'm interested. Yeah. Oh, and I think I three mean, Floyds. I think they usually go pretty aggressive on the hops, whether or not the say, goes for it. There's a little injection of Frankenstein there because where it's brewed is Munster, Illinois. I mean, mm-hmm. that's gonna, true. So I'm, that's I'm true. Just, I mean, legally, I think he makes the cut. I'm just gonna. Well, I think it's up. Munster, no. Indiana, but which is to yeah, say southern, southern, southern was Chicago. Yeah, yeah, but Munster is like I knew it was one of the I states. It's all Midwest. You don't have to worry yeah. too much about it. Also, Munster, Indiana is basically like Southern Chicago. Like it's right, right. across the border. But um, yeah, there's some good. I like I like those guys. They're fun guys out there on the yeah. uh, at Three Floyds. So, Drew, what do you got? What are you drinking on over there? Some some big, big, uh, formidable dark beer. It, it's funny. See, I, I, too, wanted to honor the movie that we're that we're mm-hmm. talking about. I went looking for the Mason uh, Mason Brewing Company. They make a uh, Dankenstein. Mm. Oh. I was looking for it. And they also make a bride of Dankenstein. I was going to have both. <laughs> you didn't have it at the local distributor. So yeah. what did I find? A Three Floyds variety pack. Oh. I too am drinking. I'm not drinking the same as him. I have a back masking oatmeal stout. It's a heavy boy. Ooh. Oh, look at and that. It looks like this. It's real dark. It's almost it's nice. Coca-Cola. And yeah. uh Funny enough, it's kind of cool. I'll hold it up. I don't. Uh, I know the viewers won't see it, but there is a a goat head figure with some uh, hooded skull gentleman behind him. Sort mm-hmm. of a satanic, maybe uh, a record pl- party, as you can tell by yeah. the turntable. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I thought, well, this is perfect. I mean, uh, we're getting into the heart of spooky season, and that's when you stop getting spoopy and you start worshiping the devil. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, it's, yeah, it's for the kids, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we we just spent a whole episode talking about back masking while we were talking about trick or treat. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's all there. 1986 <laughs> is trick or treat. Uh, God's uh, the Rock's chosen warrior. What the hell's oh, his yeah. name? Uh, I always Sammy forget. Sammy Kerr. Sammy Kerr, Rock's chosen warrior. Um, if you've not seen Trick or Treat from 1986, uh, Drew, I feel like that's something you would very much appreciate. That was so the one with the 2010 or whatever was that the remake? Is that what that was? No, no, it's uh, that's trick or treat. This is mm. trick or treat. There is also <laughs> okay, trick or treats. No, it's very confusing. There is a movie called Trick or Treat. There's a movie called Trick or Treat. There's a movie called Trick or Treats. There's also a movie just called Trick. There's mm-hmm. a lot of uh, yeah. They, they've they've used every uh, every okay. incarnation of the phrase. So yeah, this is the '86 one. It's about uh, like a, a satanic uh, like hair metal slightly gothic hair metal artist that uh, dies in a satanic um, uh, ritual and then comes back to uh, I guess kill the world uh, by playing his the album world. backwards it's pretty sick yep. okay. um, <laughs> this is news to me I mean also there's Trick and Treat which is an album by Bloodshot Bill it's an all Halloween album it's a fantastic album if you Ooh, have- I like the sound of that yeah like it's great that. but yeah. Anyways, <laughs> no. hey, I love we're we're I, I love the recos. Um, always what we had a gentleman, um, uh, who is uh uh what was his first name? Last name is uh Weiner. What, what the Dave, heck was his first? David Weiner. Dave. My God, I want to say Tom, and I knew that wasn't right. <laughs> Dave Weiner, who is the uh, uh director of In Search of Darkness, uh, was on uh earlier this month, and he gave us all kind of good uh movie recos. I'm a big reco guy. I always. I gotta listen to that that one. I didn't, was that a video cast as well? We do it on the on here so our Patreon listeners come on and uh, and and can watch us, you know, record live. And I think Steve posted a little bit of the uh, video content from the Patreon here from the old uh, Discord server. But uh, 
Yeah, that one came out ooh, back on the ninth. Yeah. Okay. No, I saw the clip. I want. I I have to catch up. Honestly, I left off it. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna date myself. But we were talking about it was Dracula 3D, but it was the one after that. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> I forget. I no, it's true. That's where I left <laughs> yeah. off at. Dracula 3D. I mean, that'll send you on it. You got to take a little bit of a break after yeah, that one, to be that'll honest. Break with you. That was a real piece of shit. Um, anyway, guys, no, nothing special. No secrets from your boy over here. I'm drinking. Uh, I mean, it makes sense for a return guest drinking the beer that I drink most frequently on this podcast. Pilsner Kell. Um, you know, the, the, the recording studio here is the Crypto Kel, of course. And, uh, I drink this beer all the time and I see some people, they say, uh, Hey, why you always drink the same beer? And then I refer you back to uh, a policy that I've said, if I say it once, I said it a thousand times, go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> this is a beer that I enjoy very, very much. And I drink all the time. And sometimes I look at all the other beers in my fridge and I go, Nope, just going to drink Pilsner Kel. So that's what your boy's jumping into today. A little check Laga boy. Uh, speaking of Patreon, uh, for those of you who are new to the podcast, maybe you're just rejoining us. Maybe you haven't listened since last spooky season. Who the hell knows? Um, you should probably check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Halloween is forever. Steve, tell 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 the boys and ghouls at home what kind of weird shit we got cooking over there on the Patreon. You got to jump on that Patreon right now, especially spooky season. Because what mm-hmm. we got going Ship, is shippy tight, shippy tight on the Patreon. Shit's always tight on Patreon. We got all mm-hmm. kinds of extra things on there. So you jump on that Patreon. We got two tiers. We got the scamps tier. That's scamps your intro tier. tier. Yep. It's mm-hmm. all right. You get a couple two tree things on there. <laughs> it's, a, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> no, here's it's fine. It's no. fine. It's better than a sharp stick in the eye. Yeah. Look, this is like this is back curtain <laughs> marketing. Of like, yeah. I offer one tier. It's all right. But there's so much better tier for only a little bit more. <laughs> but why? wait, there's more. Why would you ever? <laughs> yeah. You got to be a dang old idiot. Yeah. But on that scam tier, you get all kinds of extra things. You can take a look at our 31 days of horror recos. We were just talking mm-hmm. recos. I've been doing mm-hmm. 31 days of recos. All kinds mm. of recos up and down that damn thing. Finger licking recos. It's like a there. diet plan, this 31 yeah. day reco. <laughs> exactly yes. what it is. Yes. Oh, yeah. Wow. So they get all that, you're saying, on the Patreon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get it's 31 days of recos, and it'll fix your diet into turning your brain into mush <laughs> yeah. full oh. of horror films and just garbage. <laughs> Have you always wanted whacked out poo brains? Yeah. Get on over there to the Patreon. That'll straighten you out. Do, do you want your brains as bad as Brian and I's? <laughs> Follow our reco plan. Yeah, that'll but straighten yeah. you right out. Yeah, you get the recos. You get episodes early. Sometimes you get uh, ad-free episodes sometimes. And you get, uh, you know, like an extra vote in the polls. A couple two tree tings. Mm-hmm. But it, the real tier, the real tier, what, I'm, want you to, what I want you to deny the scamps of Mm-hmm. Is I want you to get on the rascal tier. Oh yeah, you get on that nasty get on that rascal. rascal tier. Get on a nasty rascal tier because nasty rascal tier it gets you all that other stuff I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. But then you can come on the Discord like we talked about. You could yep. be here right now watching us record early with Drew West talking mm-hmm. about Drew in the Blue. You get yep. to see what Drew's can look like. You can see another <laughs> bottle of Pilsner Urkel. <laughs> <laughs> you could zoom in and do some like uh, some creeping and see what books are on Drew's shelf behind him. Yeah, if you really wanted to. But the other yeah. thing you get on the rascal tier, you get that down and dirty extra monthly podcast. Family is forever. Boy, do I hate it! 
yes. it's a bad time for me. Um, Steve uh, decided it would be a cool idea if he made me watch every single one of the Fast and the Furious movies. Um, I never saw any of them. Steve thinks they're cool. I said, Steve, uh, you're a rat fuck. And he said, no, 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 no. You got to watch them. They're fun. Quit being an elitist asshole. Let's watch these movies. And then it was a jokey little thing that we do. And then fast forward a couple months. Now I'm watching once a month. Fast one of these Furious goddamn forward. P- fast and Furious <laughs> forward. Um, and now I got these piece of shit movies I got to watch every month. Um, then Steve starts gaslighting me into th- like telling me everyone. He goes, this is the last one that sucks. The next one's good. So he keeps gaslighting me into watching more of them. I hate every single second of it. I have a couple times came very close to drinking bleach while watching these movies. And then I say to him, uh, uh, you know, now I think it's devolving into a whole psyop situation where I'm pretty sure my friends, family, perhaps the federal government is um, manipulating me via the Fast and the Furious movies. I had a dream the other night that uh, the giant. A wooden Don Torino was being burned on my front lawn. Uh, I don't know what's happening. It's very un. It's unsettling. Um, it's not fun, and I don't like it. But the podcast is fun because the movies are so genuinely fucking terrible <laughs> that talking about them is kind of fun. So the the visions of the Nos band have finally come for you. <laughs> yeah, and it's coming. And now we got. Now we're getting into. So we did the Fast and the Furious, the first one. It's fucking trash. I knew that one was trash. Then we watched Too Fast, Too Furious. I hated it so much. It was one of the worst movies I ever saw. <laughs> Paul Walker is the worst actor who ever lived. Then I see the third movie, Tokyo Drift, which for like two seconds seemed kind of okay, and then it went to total dog shit. Now I'm watching a movie called Fast Ampersand Furious, which is the fourth one. And then I think the next one is just called Fast and the Furious again. Or no, it's Fast no, Five. It's Fast Five. Uh, it's so bad. And you might ask yourself, uh, why is a horror podcast talking about Fast and Furious movies? I don't fucking know. I've lost control of my life. That's why. Um, it's, it's literally dang. this meltdown of Brian's... <laughs> rant in which he just didn't breathe for the last couple minutes <laughs> i it's, hate it so much it's it's a meta horror is what i'm running uh, i whole rant at lagged. myself I, my computer me. didn't like it so my the whole thing lagged i mean i heard the <laughs> jet, I heard like <laughs> and it was i just knew you were upset that's all i got my brain lagged as well to be honest mm. with you uh, i look in the mirror and i don't know who i'm looking at anymore anyway for five dollars <laughs> a month and i want to reiterate this is worth no amount of money to me but if you want to make my death somehow worth it on a small scale scale um five dollars a month will get you access to that over on the patreon it's halloween is it's uh, patreon.com forward slash halloween's forever so go ahead and support your boys over there with paper monies if you'd like to okay uh let's get into this dang old movie right yeah. right um but actually before we do that i i think it's relevant because we talked we were talking to drew about coming on the old podcast again and i said what movie do you want to talk about and then you said we got something fun going on here with Drew in the Blue. So Drew in the Blue, we should talk about. I know we talked about it in the last episode, but I love this fight. I love you guys' band. I've seen you live multiple times. I listened Appreciate to you. Drew in the Blue, uh, the, the self-titled album, which was the second album, right? Yeah, EP and then that first yeah. album, technically, yeah. Yeah, the first album I genuinely love as well, and I think it is one of the better named albums of all time. Uh, and I still chuckle every time I see the CD in my car. It's called Surfing on a Surfboard. 
which is just a, <laughs> it's just a fantastic album name. So you guys do a lot of uh, I love this description, garage kept rock and roll madness. Kind of kind of surf rock, psychobilly, uh punkish type of stuff. Would that be a fair assessment? I, I appreciate anything anybody says about us, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a nice way of saying kind of. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's so, just saying no. rock and roll is like, it's, it's a safe and, and it's like, oh, okay, I understand rock and roll. It's like, it just makes it quicker and easier for me. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like some of that, some of that dangled rock and roll music? <laughs> Check them out. You're going to like them. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like, it's like Motorhead. Like, let me always said motorhead wasn't metal they were just super fast rock and roll and Mm -hmm. you know and then like he would go out and play with uh the guy from the straight cats the head cat was that band yeah the head cat yeah yeah Yeah, they did head cat and they just did all the classic rock and roll as you know just a little bit quicker and a little bit heavier but it was like it was just rock and roll yeah we just saw taylor and i the guitar player in in drew the blue we just saw brian setzer i would call i would call him the head cat we just saw him yeah, at yeah. Um, yeah. So in Jersey, actually at the Count Basie, uh, Count Basie Center. But uh, yeah, man. Nice. Oh, sweet. Yeah, that sounds that sounds fun. I would. I, I've never seen him live, but uh, I've always wanted to. Um, my I know my parents have went and saw like his Christmas show a lot of times, which uh, which uh, I yeah, and they always enjoy that. But in any case, um, yeah. So you guys have a uh, a very monster centric uh, little single that just came. Actually, you have a couple things coming out here in October. But this was the inspiration for talking about Frankenstein, the original Frankenstein movie from 1931. Was uh, you guys just released uh, on the 13th uh, a single which is a cover of uh, Bobby Boris Pickett's uh, The Monster Mash. Yes, yes. But I think almost like a, you guys kind of went uh, more misfits version of it, right? Yeah, I everybody. It's like everybody loves the Monster Mash. I mean, I haven't met a person who doesn't like mm-hmm. the Monster Mash. So <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I don't know what happened first. I'm sure I heard the original first, and then in whatever time in middle school, sixth to seventh grade, learning who the Misfits were. Um, mm-hmm. Which to say, yeah, the original I heard first, and then I heard the Misfits version. It's like, ah, oh, it's so good. Um, yeah. No, but so I just want to do a spin on that and and kind of keep it. I, nothing was. I don't want to call it like nothing about it is like updated. It's just if Drew and the Blue is going to play the Monster Match, that's what it sounds like. And uh, yeah, funny. We we've been playing that song since <laughs> since like seventh or eighth grade, which is crazy. I'm talking about <laughs> grades. I know yeah. we're all somewhat grown adults here, but it's just like. <laughs> I remember being in middle school, Taylor, the guitar player in our band, having his, his parents would have a Halloween party and they would even do like Fear Factor stuff. Like what a throwback. They would have like, you'd, you'd have to be blindfold and eat like different weird things, like concoctions they mm. made out of like crap <laughs> in their fridge. And it was all this thing. Yeah. And then they would have our band play, which was like, it wasn't Drew in the Blue. It was just like Drew Taylor and, and some friends. And uh, yeah. And yeah, we would play the Monster Mash even then. It was, it was, you know, it was a blast. But it's like we talked about doing a cover for a while. You know, we play some covers at our live shows and stuff, but never recorded. 
Um, and it's like, well, you know, now's the time and, and it's the perfect time, especially with Friday the 13th happening in October. I know. How often do you get a Friday the 13th in October? Somebody who knows about calendars would be able to answer that question. <laughs> I can't. I'm going to say almost never. Ever. Uh, so why not release a dang old spooky track on that day? That's awesome. And then you guys have actually, um, uh, on, on, on Halloween, you got another single coming out too, right? Yes. Uh, it's a song we wrote. Uh, last year sometime called uh, cigarette and uh it's it's much mm-hmm. much about uh, i don't know about your growing up but i feel like a lot of my friends and people i talk to you you sneak cigarettes you sneak cigarettes from your parents mm-hmm. you sneak them from whoever you, you know not mm-hmm. people aren't really smoking in school this isn't like the 70s and 80s but <laughs> not a lot of smoking in the boys room no, going and on that, it's like but, romanticizing you know. that is, is something but i remember driving yeah. or, or being on the bus being on the bus to high school in ninth grade. And then you, you see, it was like smoker's corner. Did you guys have like right outside your high school, right off school grounds, everybody would smoke in like one spot or another. It was, yeah, we would, yeah, we, we definitely just had like a big up field behind uh, the school, but yeah, yeah definitely same vibes. Yeah, it was yeah. always just a thing. And I'm, re- I'm really not a cigarette smoker. It's nice. It's nice. Occasionally it's nice socially and, and that kind of deal. And you know, right. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like anything else occasionally is good, but, uh, I don't know if I'm saying cigarettes are good. I guess I'm, I guess I shouldn't say that legally, but I mean, they're cool. Let's not, they're fuck cool, cigarettes man. Are cool. and that's, that's one of the lines <laughs> in the song. So you nail it. Let's not sugarcoat it. Cigarettes are cool. So, you know, anyways, it, it's kind of a, it's kind of a love letter to cigarettes and, and that's coming out on Halloween. So that'll be cool. And, uh, yeah, we're really excited, man. We laid low for the first six months. Uh, this is like newsworthy. I am a married man now. That's what happened over. I saw that. I was. I I saw some pics of the honeymoon, and you're out there just gallivanting and jet setting, and just it was nuts. Just looking to have a good old time. It was nuts. Yeah. So I well, so I got married in in July, and and not to derail too much here. And then Mandy, our bassist, she got married in August. Uh, I got home. I got home from our honeymoon. Two days later, I'm in Mandy's wedding. She leaves for her honeymoon, mm-hmm. gets home. The next day, we have our first gig back after six months. So, <laughs> yeah, we, we ran nice. things pretty tight. And uh, I know that's kind of how we how we do it, I guess, in Drew in the Blue. <laughs> well, um, before we before we get into the movie, tell tell the folks, because like I said, if, if you don't go listen to some, if you're looking for something cool to listen to uh, around Halloween time, you're building that Halloween party playlist. Uh, at least about five uh, Drew and the Blue songs are on my Halloween playlist. <laughs> Thank you. Um, what, where, where do uh, where do the folks before I forget and we end up at the end of the episode? Where where do the folks go check you guys out and download music and sure. that sort of stuff? Yeah, wherever you guys like your music best. I'm always on Spotify. That's that's my go to. But we're on uh, Apple Music, Amazon Music, uh, iTunes, Spotify. Uh, basically all, all the <clears throat> all the heavy hitters. I haven't really uploaded stuff on Bandcamp. I really should. <laughs> I know people use that. Um, Mm-hmm. I just have, I've, I don't know. It, it got, uh, I've heard people say it. It's kind of like TikTok. I've heard people say it. Yeah. <laughs> and I know it's a thing, but I don't really know what it is. It's, it's good for artists. I mean, it, it, it treats artists yeah. a little better. It's just the, the range that you people, you know, the range of Bandcamp is, is, it's lesser than the other big streaming services. So, you know, uh, sure. But no, people can find it all over there. We're on all the, uh, we're on everything. All the, as you call them, social mages. Uh, mm-hmm. Facebook, Instagram, and all that deal. But um, yeah, man, Drew in the Blue on all those things. And thanks for checking us out and giving us a listen. Like I said, do yourself a favor. If you like rock and roll music, and who doesn't, you got to check them out. Um, but, you know, in the spirit of uh, of the Monster Mash, yes. 
what what more iconic monster than a dang old Frankenstein? So we were talking about it. Drew was like, we should talk about the original Frankenstein movie, which we haven't. We haven't talked about. We've talked about some of the other universal monster movies and that sort of thing. I'm a huge fan. I have a, an alarming amount of freaking toys and models and pictures and all types of nonsense uh, of uh, of the original universal monsters. Um, I, I'm always eager to, you know, this is only a little over an hour movie and everyone knows it. So we won't get into every single aspect of the, of the plot. We'll go through some of our favorite scenes and that sort of stuff. But I'm always intrigued to hear because my list has changed over the years and being just a, a big monster nerd, universal monster nerd, especially, I always eager to hear what people's favorites are. Maybe what's the first one you watched, what your favorite, maybe if you had a favorite, you know, as a kid and, and what your favorite universal monster flick is now. Yeah, I'll start just because it's my question and then I'll give you guys a setup, give you guys a sec to think about it instead of completely putting you on the spot. When I was a kid, Frankenstein was my number one uh, with a bullet. And I have so many, an embarrassing amount of Frankenstein like toys and things like that. I'm looking at my freaking uh, play school, Big Frank over there sitting on my shelf as well. I love uh, I love Frankenstein. That was the first one I remember watching. I remember watching it at my grandparents house after trick or treat like trick-or-treat is over we're counting our stash sitting on the floor dumping out our candy and sorting it watching frankenstein i remember kind of rediscovering the universal monster movies when i was in high school watching them there was a a coffee shop um you know in a nearby town um that would play them because they're uh you know, you, you, they're free to play, right? They're they're public domain. Not all of them. I think most of them are at this point are public domain or some of them at least are public domain. They would play them there and, you know, sit around, drink coffee and socialize and watch monster movies. And then actually, not coincidentally, the first of them that I watched with my daughters was took took them to the Strand in Zillionopole, which is out near where, where we live in Pittsburgh and and uh, and watch Frankenstein. I think over time. I became a bigger fan of the creature. I, for whatever reason, the look of the creature from the Black Lagoon really kind of, uh, um, you know, took took over the is kind of the aesthetic that I that I um, I guess come came to prefer when I was a little older. And then probably in recent years, I have really come to appreciate uh, the Invisible Man. And if I had to pick one that's like my my favorite now, it might be the Invisible Man. But but Frankenstein's got to be. He's always near the top of the list. I mean, there's not more. There's not a more iconic monster, right? Yeah. I mean, it's uh, <clears throat> I think to answer. Well, even to answer your question. My earliest memory for, for the Universal ones was my grandfather, who would I remember always watching Frankenstein with him. And the other big one that I remember watching was the Wolfman uh, with Lon Chaney sure. Jr. Um, mm -hmm. And so, like, I don't know which one was first anymore. He's not around to tell me, but I remember, uh, I only remember him telling me like, you would get so scared. He would say, you would get so scared. I'm like, really? Watch. Cause like when the monster starts to move, apparently <laughs> that would scare me Would now watching it. Like I can see the scare in it, but uh, uh, it's not scary, obviously, you know, compared to today's mm -hmm. whatever. But, um, I think mm -hmm. it, if it wasn't Frankenstein, it was werewolf. I remember both of those like real, real crystal clear and just, uh, that was another piece, man. It, it's like, oddly enough, Frankenstein's one of the first ones I saw. And both grandfathers, mom and dad's side, were always showing me, you know, my mom's side, he would always have them, like, recorded off the TV. When they had, like, the double, uh, <laughs> like, VCR things. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah, he'd record them off the TV, and it's like, all right, cool. We're watching, like, a bootleg VHS. 
And then <laughs> my grandfather on the other side, uh, whenever they would watch me, I, the treat was we go to McDonald's and we go to Hollywood videos, which doesn't exist anymore. And oh, hell yeah. I was allowed to rent anything. And it's like, okay, you know, you're a whatever, seven, eight year old kid. I don't know. And then I'm just picking horror movies because it was fun, you know? Yeah. Yeah. One of the last Hollywood videos um, that just closed, believe it or not, like two years ago was right near my house. Um, (laughs) And they mostly survived selling CBD and shirts, (laughs) T-shirts. I actually bought them. I actually have a Hollywood or no, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm getting family family video. video. I'm thinking a family video, not Hollywood video. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think Hollywood even went under before um, Blockbuster. Blockbuster did. Yeah. Did it? Yeah. yeah. I was definitely thinking of family video, not Hollywood video. Yeah. Family video clung to life. <laughs> yeah. Just again, just surviving on CBD, CBD and <laughs> yeah. Whatever. My, uh, my earliest one was the creature, but that was mainly because I didn't get into universal monsters first. I got into Kaiju and Godzilla first. Yeah. So, like, the creature was kind of the closest one to Godzilla in a way, because sure. I mean, they both come out the water. They both. He's a dang old lizard. Yeah. Let's like, let's not talk about. I'm not a biologist. <laughs> He's a dang old lizard. I don't care how you how you cut. Yeah. It. I mean, they're they're both amphibious and they both attack the women. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they growl at them. Yeah. It's just like yeah. one's like way extra big. But so yeah, my first one was definitely the creature. But then like, uh. It's it's turned into the Invisible Man simply because like both the Invisible Man and like its sequels are also like technically adventurous for the time, and I mm-hmm. I just think that's like the most impressive of like like the earliest forms of you know what we know now as green screen happens in those yeah. films. So it's just yeah. like it's they're so technically adventurous. Like not to put down anything about the makeup effects that you get in like Frankenstein and the Wolfman, because those are all, you know, also stellar and like far beyond their time for, you know, I think what people would imagine, but yeah. Yeah. I always just like the friend, liked uh, the invisible man. I've come to enjoy it because he's the most evil. Like yeah, he's just he's straight absolutely <laughs> off his fucking rocker, evil mass murderer. Like he's just scary in that way. Like Frankenstein, obviously, We'll go into it. We'll talk about it and stuff. Everybody knows this, you know, not spoiling a, um, you know, a uh, hundred or 90 some year old movie. But, um, you know, he's a very sympathetic character, the monster. Um, you know, Dracula could even suggest, you know, it's his nature, that sort of thing. The Wolfman, the whole thing is kind of a big, you know, curse that he got put on. But the Invisible Man figured it out did it to himself then went mad with power and was just like i can't wait to murder yeah like that was his whole thing i can't i can't wait to throw a train off the tracks this is gonna be hilarious and nobody can stop me yeah and claude rains is just so unhinged in his voice uh adaptation in that one but or his, his, his voice acting in that one but in any case i'm always interested to hear where people started with those and and that sort of stuff but yeah um have, have you guys ever i i did me- years and years ago probably when i was in middle school and high school i read um you know mary shelley's frankenstein you know the the novel and then recently i actually got a hold of a very old copy from probably the 40s or 50s mm. 
that was actually my my grandfather's, but I'm like scared to read it because it's not in great condition. So I don't really want to mess with it. It's a hardcover. Mm, yeah. Um, but have you guys read the read the the novel? Never. Oh yeah, no. for sure. Man, I I no, should I, I should have done my homework before this, but. No, no. Listen, we're not asking guests to read books before they get on the podcast. That would be a heck of an ask. No, but I'm just curious because I, I hadn't read it in a long time, and in in you know, but I've watched the movie a, a dozen times between you know now and then, and um, I completely like in all the times I've watched the movie, I completely forgot, or just it's been too long, and it's just you know, uh, marijuana destroyed these memories, mm-hmm. but he's not Victor Frankenstein in the movie. And as many times as I saw that, I know his name's Henry just in my mind. It's Victor Frankenstein. But then there is uh, the other Victor. Yeah, there is Victor, but it's yeah. Right. But his friend is Victor. Right. <laughs> and then in the movie, in the, in the, the novel, um, it's, it's Victor Frankenstein and his friend is, is Henry. So they kind of switched that for whatever reason. Just, I don't know if that was a I'm curious to learn whether that was some sort of like, legal thing they did or if it was just to make things confusing and what if it's just a big mistake like they legitimately forgot and like oh it's too late it's it's out they're like it's too it takes too long to print more scripts yeah Yeah. i mean they they take a bunch of liberties in the film though because i mean like they 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 completely eliminate all the arctic stuff they eliminate um the, they changed the ending uh, as far as i remember like yeah they end i think the novel ends with the monster catching up the victor on the ship and killing him on the ship in the arctic right yeah and yeah. he doesn't and in this movie or in the movie he he again spoiler alert for a 90 plus year old movie but you know he survives henry right. in whose name's henry in the movie he does survive um same thing with his wife uh um, oh yeah you know, his wife yeah. is attacked in the book on her on their wedding night and is killed mm-hmm. and in this movie or in the movie she's she's not killed yeah um, also interestingly enough, and, and I, I do remember this one thing that always stuck out to me because I remember, you know, having seen the movie first being very familiar with, you know, something that's been in the zeitgeist since the thirties, you see a lot of, you know, I'd obviously seen young Frankenstein from, you know, with Gene Wilder and everything from the seventies. And then I'd seen, you know, I remember watching the tiny tunes, you know, <laughs> their take on Frankenstein and all, you know, all this stuff. So it's something that's been parodied a million times. And I had kind of forgotten that there is no, first of all, Igor, uh, which is, you know, if you said who's Igor, you know, and most people who were have some tertiary understanding of the concept of Frankenstein just in a pop culture sense would say, hey, that's that's Dr. Frankenstein's, you know, assistant, right? Little hunchback guy. That's Igor. First of all, in the movie, it's Fritz, yeah. not Igor. And then there isn't even an assistant in in, in the book. <laughs> like, yeah, there's, there's uh, no assistant yeah. in the book. There, uh, It's Fritz in this movie. And then later movies there is an igor but it's played by yeah. bella lugosi but he's not a hunchback he's just like a busted up dude and it, he yeah i really think that it was uh young frankenstein that i think cemented that in the zeitgeist more than anything i think but. so it's either young frankenstein or maybe even like the looney tunes and like mm-hmm. i for some reason in my mind so like so everybody has kind of like their their image of like who is the 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 quintessential or or the yeah the quintessential like version of these monsters and so like karloff is obviously the 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 monster 
Bella Lugosi, we always think of as Dracula and sure, you know, Fry, we think of as Renfield. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I had it in my mind that Peter Lorre at some point was like the quintessential Igor. Yeah, well, he and he's so short, too. It feels like it would make sense. Yeah. And I think it's because like it's because of like some sort of Looney Tunes thing burned my brain. And Peter mm-hmm. of like they must have done like a take on Igor being Peter Lorre with the yes yeah. master. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's literally it was it was like Tiny Tunes. I yeah. think really like they did because every uh, Warner Brothers cartoon for about thirty years, if there was a spooky element, whether it was actually based on a Dracula or, or reanimated corpse or whatever, they would either do a Boris Karloff impression a Bela Lugosi impression or a Peter Lorre impression. Mm-hmm. There was just that. Those were stock impressions in the Warner brother catalog. Right. So. What? I have to think. Was, and then, and then of course the, the, the monster serials too. They, yeah. <laughs> they didn't help. Was Looney Tunes, what? So I'm trying to picture what year, because if you have monster mash, the song that's 62, mm-hmm. which I, I bet was after, but you have the lyric, uh, when you go tell them Igor sent to you. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's in there. So it's in the, it's in like, the 62 like zeitgeist of, of horror right um yeah so oh. what a weird yeah wow you could we could do an episode on igor and the whole uh <laughs> whatever the whole etymology well not etymology but the history of him yeah right yeah yeah where like where does it finally get cemented as you know just firmly as a hunchback because like fritz is a hunchback and he's kind of wild-eyed because that's just the way fried does his acting because he's wild-eyed as mm-hmm. renfield as well but like yeah, I, like Looney Tunes has existed obviously since the '40s. So I think, and if they're making okay. Peter Lorre, if they're making Peter Lorre references, I think it's, it's it also has to predate the Monster Mash song as well. So yeah, yeah, because I think it was called "Oh My Monsters." That was the one that was in color that everybody knew because there was a, an early Warner Brothers slash Looney Tunes cartoon called like Hollywood monsters or something. It looks like mm. from 1935, which is really, really oh, early. Yeah. Um, but Oh My Monsters was, I think the, the one that we kind of were th- probably thinking of where it had um, the whole, like, I think it was Bugs Bunny as Victor Frankenstein and, and, and all that sort of thing. I'm trying to look yeah. up what the year that was. Yeah. I feel like we need, there's a, yeah, there's a, there's uh, another but, cartoon. I'm also remembering where it was. I think it was some sort of cabaret act. And mm. I forget it might've also been Bugs Bunny, but he was doing a cabaret act for just a room full of monsters. And so like, and that's I, where you got the I impression. Oh yes. Yeah. 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 Because he would just like he would go up and like interact with the monster and you would get the uh, you would get the impression back. But yeah, I I want I wanted to I wanted to jump into almost like the first opening of this movie because it was something Mm -hmm. Drew said earlier about how like the movie's not scary. Like it's not scary (laughs) by our by any means for us right now. And Mm -hmm. the movie itself betrays all ability to like become immersed because it starts with a guy coming out saying like the producer of the film wanted everybody to know that he thought everybody should know this is a scary film and so if you're you know if you get the flutters and the vapors it's time for you to leave and yeah it's march simpson comes out of the beginning yeah Yeah, that's probably exactly where treehouse of horror took it from yeah yes 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 but i 
I was watching it and I have you guys seen the meme online where it's like a picture of a triple stack hamburger that's covered in nacho cheese and like the the caption is this would absolutely kill an 18th century child like <laughs> you see that meme going around no. it's just <laughs> no. it's just it's just like taking like the modern horrors that we have and like reframing it of like thinking about like trying to explain the internet to people in the past or trying to oh yeah yeah okay. or trying gotcha. to get like a kid from you know, a kid with tuberculosis to eat a doritos locos taco and how he his body just couldn't handle it <laughs> yeah he would just explode yeah his, his head would just melt yeah. into goo so I, I was just thinking about that <laughs> meme while watching this opening because uh you know you have like this warning of this film that's not scary and it's like mm-hmm. could you imagine taking dead alive or terrifier two back to that crowd and they would just <laughs> or Ernest scared stupid yeah. like just <laughs> they would think it's real it looks too real i mean yeah. you, that's yeah. they would just I, be yeah. they would just be tearing their faces off and vomiting their assholes like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Even though, I mean, honestly, it, was a, it, was a, it would just be literally a, an entire audience full of corpses yeah. as soon as the movie started. The, the most, I don't know, the oh. most morbid, the most morbid piece in, in all of Frankenstein happens fairly early when when he hangs Fritz. You, mm-hmm. you know, because because mm-hmm. when the door opens, you just it's it's. I'm saying it's more because like you see, I'm jumping ahead, but you see him, you know, murder the girl accidentally. You see right. him murder yeah. others, not accidentally. The doctor, uh, the the professor from the college. When right. when it's Fritz, obviously Fritz had it coming, dude. He's just antagonizing. <laughs> but that's mm. the most morbid thing where you hear the screen. You hear a man dying. You're knowing a person is mm-hmm. dying. And then by the time he gets down, it's, it's, Fritz is done. Other than that, it's, it's not, I don't know if scary is not ever, ever entered my mouth without, you know, it never came out of my mouth. No, yeah. it, it's atmospheric, I think, is the great mm-hmm. thing about it is like, you know, whether it's the really the opening scene with the whole grave rotting, ro- grave robbing and cutting down the hangman and all that stuff. And they're looking for body parts. It's just kind of like morbid and atmospheric. And really, th- those types of scenes, I think, along with obviously some of the, like the castle scenes and the traveling to the castle scenes from from Dracula. And then honestly, I, I really think about the Wolfman and some of those like fog covered creepy woods you know set pieces from that movie like those three things really set the visual standard for what creepy uh just what movie creepiness should be Mm -hmm. you know for the next freaking hundred years so um yeah i i always like i always interested in that in that scene that you mentioned drew because why is Fritz being such a dick to the monster? He was there the whole time. He was yeah. helping him build the monster. Yeah. And then as soon as the monster comes to life, I always took it as he was jealous because he sure. was like Victor, you know, he or, or Henry. He was Frankenstein's uh, like confidant or, or you know, assistant, certainly. But like, you know, um, he was the only one who kind of knew the secret of what he was trying to accomplish. And then they succeed and then he's just a dick to the monster. Right yeah, even I was watching with my wife. She's like, why is he being mean to him? I was like, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> so I have a theory on this. And okay. there's yeah. like part of uh, kind of my one big criticism of the film is like there's a lot of missing time because even after uh, e- even when like Fritz is being attacked and you have Dr. Frankenstein and Dr. Walden, they're you know up together. And, he, mm-hmm. and Frankenstein's like, oh, he 
Fritzy's harassing the monster again. <laughs> like it's yeah. only the but this is only the first time we've seen it happen. He says it in a way as if Fritz has been doing it for months. So, but this is a problem. Yeah. Like we have Fritz on a performance plan. Yeah. He's got to get this straight out. Get together. Yeah. But I think the reason why Fritz does this is because he's so close to Frankenstein and then with the the monster coming to life, he's almost like a jealous older sibling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's also there's also just a, there, there's a weird moment in before Frankenstein reanimates the monster when Victor, uh, the other doctor, and Elizabeth come to the castle, and they're mm-hmm. trying to pull him away from the monster and everything, and they're like they're telling him he's insane, and Frankenstein backs himself up against the table and he says, "You know what? You'll all see." You'll all see. You say I'm crazy. Well, it's one crazy man against three sane spectators. Yeah, doesn't yeah. include Fritz. But Fritz is also in the room, and it's like <laughs> he just gets no acknowledgement. He's neither. He he is neither a spectator nor a helper nor nothing. He is non acknowledgement. He is the help. He is is the exclusion know, just, because he's persona non grata. Is that the exclusion? I mean, because he, no. yeah, I guess he didn't include him at all, but it's like three sane yeah. individuals, and it's like obviously right. not Fritz, but yeah. I don't, yeah, yeah, don't he know. just excludes them completely, just like he, because he, because he, he could have said two crazy men versus three sane spectators, but no, 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 Fritz is like a chair, yeah, yeah, he gets a <laughs> roughly so the rank of like a toaster, yeah. yeah, so maybe I mean that probably explains. I mean that's a good point. That probably explains his uh, his uh, resentment towards the the monster, yeah. So it, but it's just like there's not enough of those scenes to really build that as a true like uh, uh, um, motivation. It, there's just yeah. not enough of it because like even when Fritz first introduces the fire, uh, Frankenstein's like, "Hey, get that away from him!" But then immediately mm-hmm. he comes right back with it and is like shoving it in the monster's face. Yeah, it's like he just yeah. told you go away. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> It's hard to find good help in that scientist. <laughs> yeah, that's, even that's, the prof- I feel like that was a Looney Tunes joke that was said in some other context. Mm-hmm. It's so forward <laughs> when when the professor's like, then he asked us that he told us that the the uh, the, uh, the cadavers weren't good enough and we needed fresher ones. It's like, are you are you asking the college to get you fresh dead bodies? Like it was just so forward, and then to to keep going down the list of help, it's like you get Fritz. That's that's the guy you get if you need dead body like. I yeah. guess yeah. Well, you said hard to find good help, but who's gonna who's gonna sign up for that? He's dead. You need a dead body guy, and also that the hunch. I mean, that's like a real. It's a perfect uh, vessel for carrying uh, dead bodies. Yeah, yeah. He's got he's got a strong shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> right. You only need one one body at a time. Yeah. Um, I actually kind of didn't make the connection like i knew dwight fry is is fritz and he is renfield in dracula um but i for whatever reason didn't make the connection the guy who plays dr walden i forgot to write his name down is van helsing oh okay in dracula yeah i just completely didn't make that connection i mean he looks exactly like him it's like it's bizarre that i never made that connection i just feel like every person over the age of like 50 looked exactly like that guy in the movies in, in the 30s. But, Is the intro guy the um, same, right? Yeah, the guy who... Well, uh, not the intro. Was it? No, the intro guy. Different guy? I'm, I'm confusing guy. him. I'm conflating. Because yeah. uh, I feel like the intro no. guy was in another... 
another he had to be in another role. He, oh, it is Dr. Waldman. Yeah. Okay. Edward Von Sloan. Okay. Yeah, same guy. It's just two different hairstyles. It was super close, but you know. I think I think you're right. I think he just had his hair. He just had his hair done up a little different. But yeah, same same guy. Um, the guy who really steals the show, obviously, in this is is Colin Clive as as uh, as Henry as Doctor Frankenstein. Um, he just sets a lot of the tone for what uh, a raving lunatic mad scientist should should act like. Um, yeah. Not only in his in enthusiasm when his uh, you know things go go uh uh well when he actually when the monster is is resurrected but also in his like blind arrogance mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a, which is a uh uh certainly a theme or trope that becomes uh really prevalent with with any and all mad scientists moving forward but yeah henry's just super nuts um you know the obviously the iconic lie like if you would have asked me as a kid like what are the most iconic lines from uh from the universal monster movies i would have said like it's alive it's alive you know henry you know screaming and carrying on and um the one that doesn't exist which is i want to suck your blood <laughs> yeah. which is the thing that dracula everyone says about uh, dracula but it was of course not in any movie which um, uh dr dr frankenstein's uh <clears throat> famous line was my text tone for a while the it's alive yeah. which i forgot i didn't remember <laughs> yeah. that but it was it must have been my thing for like a whole year or something because Kevin, one of my buddies, was just like, yeah, you're, you're freaking text tone. Like, I got so sick of hearing it, I, which implies I also have my phone on loud at points in my life. I don't ever recall that, but okay. Well, back then, it's like, how are you going to show your cool That's you know, a great text point. or your cool yeah. ringer yeah. if you don't have it on? Because I had for a long time, it just, as soon as it just jumped right in, as soon as it rang, it just went... This shit is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. And everyone would be like, shut that the fuck off. I'm going to murder you. And I thought that was Gwen's great, man. I, I don't blame you. Yeah. I just um, had, I just had yeah, a so, fucking you know, metal breakdown of drums. <laughs> yeah, I it bet was you just did. blast beats. Fucking dork. <laughs> yeah, I had freaking jock jams on there for some reason. But anyway, um, weird, you know. I think of like the same, the, you know, the one thing that sticks in a lot of people's minds in all these Universal Monster movies is the first time the monster appears, right? With Dracula, you get the first, well, you get him up on the carriage, you know, his face is kind of covered, but you get the eyes, you know, and the, the sting, the music sting with his eyes and all that. Um, of course, the the creature, you get the claw, but then eventually the first time you see the whole body is crazy. Same, same with the Wolfman, the transformation. This one, I always struck me as, as as effective but but weird because you get this like weird um like cuts and like zooming in cuts to his face yeah. which is it's, so strange well i think even weirder than that is it's cool because it starts with his footsteps you hear his footsteps down the hall and that's cool yeah mm-hmm. but what's weird is he walks in backwards through the door yeah <laughs> Yeah, he like moonwalks yeah. in. It's very yeah. weird. Implying that he doesn't know, but his brain—it's abnormal. But he knows. He knows. He knows forward. Like, yeah, did he go backwards up the yeah. stairs? I don't know. Right? Yeah, exactly. Because now you have this image of him walking around the castle backwards, <laughs> which is creepier. Honestly. It's creepier. Even but when it's... you talked about the footsteps, uh, this was uh, remember when when um, this was something my grandfather told me. But it was always like they had facts about i don't know if it was an amc like they would always have like the the like the host oh, yeah. like elvira yeah, yeah. before elvira you know um 
yeah. So yeah. The, the guy, I guess this was one of those facts, but they put weights in Boris Karloff's boots. Oh yeah. Um, to mm. to help his his gait, you know, to make it look more I don't monster esque or, or whatever you want to say. But so mm-hmm. it's kind of fun because yeah. it adds to the. I imagine there wasn't too much foleying back then. Maybe I'm way wrong, but like I want to think that's real heavy weighted feet clompering, you know, around. You know? Oh yeah. And the other thing it yeah. serves is it's in this first scene when he comes through the door is you can see how his posture is fucking weird. Like his yeah. posture is so leaned forward and it's mm-hmm. literally it's it's literally Donald Trump's posture when Trump is standing. Yeah. <laughs> Trump has this weird list where he is like always falling forward. Yeah, like pigeon esque, mm-hmm. like oh yeah, yeah, like a bird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he, he Frankenstein has Donald Trump posture, but it's because he has those weights in his shoes. Like Michael Jackson used to have his shoes nailed down to the stage. He clip in. He clip into parts. He of can, his, yeah, he, yeah. He clipped in right. Yeah, so he can like he, all that extra weight in his shoes would let him you know kind of lean forward. Yeah, and, like yeah. gives it that weird. Uh, yeah. I didn't even think about that part. That's yeah. Wow. On a second watch, it'll be even more notable. Yeah, it's strange. Yeah, it's 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 most notable in this first introductory scene. After that, he gets like more ambulatory. So I think maybe they took the weights out. Mm. Like when he climbs mm. through the window with Elizabeth, he's like doing. Right. He's he's like coming in like with full on parkour, but then has to remember. <laughs> oh yeah, monster pose. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I have actually my doubts whether this was actually a reality because, you you know, something this far back, you hear all these old adages and rumors that get carried on throughout the years. I mean, this sounds <clears throat> plausible, but um, James Whale, who who's the director, um, I guess originally Boris Karloff, uh, before Boris Karloff was attached to a, a Bela Lugosi, was going to play the monster. Yeah. Um, obviously he was already a big star from Dracula and all this stuff. Um, and, but then I guess James whale saw Karloff in like a a crime film. I don't remember the name of it. Um, and thought, you know, he has a really unique look and with some, some prosthetics and, you know, some makeup, we could make him look, you know, kind of that uncanny valley weirdness yeah. of like a this is a piece together human so um ultimately they it was james wells decision to 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 uh to cast karloff but i often think about how strange it would be entirely different um you know it's not like uh, the monster has uh you know any lines or anything like that it's you know purely a physical performance but oftentimes imagine how strange it would have been to see Bela Lugosi as the monster because he doesn't to me at least feel as they did a great job of making him feel physically imposing Mm -hmm. even though Boris Karloff isn't necessarily physically imposing um like Lon Chaney like Lon Chaney Jr. would have been a great I mean he's he's huge he's a right very very large man um especially for that time uh but when you see Karloff in like the mummy he's 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 pretty scrawny guy slim dude yeah yeah but well they do a great job of making him tagging really on to that closing. i think am i i don't know if i'm wrong i don't know if you guys know the backstory i w- i always thought it wasn't initially supposed to be karloff i didn't know i'm i maybe i didn't know it was bella or supposed to be but mm-hmm. i heard there was a story of the actor who was supposed to be frankenstein monster didn't want his face covered in so much makeup because he thought it would it would shroud him too much of of like his stardom like his you know money maker you know what i mean mm. um yeah that's the story i heard 
from that. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder if that I wonder if that story was of Bailagosi yeah. because you know, he was obviously a um you know, the the attention that he gave to Dracula because Dracula before the universal Dracula was not this suave, handsome, sexy-ish guy. Right. You know what I mean? Like, if you, obviously, you know, Bram Stoker's version of it, and even, you know, the the movie, you know, Nosferatu, which was essentially, a you know, an uh, unlicensed, <laughs> you know, movie adaptation of, of the novel. Um, and even, wasn't there like a German one, too, that I'm thinking of as well, that was, or, I mean, uh, uh, Nosferatu was German, yeah. but there was another, there was another in- incarnation of it that that made him look very, uh, you know, creaturey like like Dracula does. And are you talking Bela Lugosi was? Are you talking more recent? Because Werner Herzog's was the one that had Klaus Kinski. No, okay. back. Right, never mind. No, back in like the the twenties, uh, like silent film. Um, but in any case, Bela Lugosi was the one who first kind of brought the the more like debonair uh dracula mm-hmm. party so i would be i wouldn't be surprised to learn that he had some objections to yeah. being portrayed as more you know grotesque yeah, i mean he's an italian guy man you know we're you know that, that suave sort of well-groomed <laughs> slick back it's like i, I get it <laughs> where is he where is he from where is bay Lagosi from oh, no. I, th- I, I can't I remember do, yeah yeah it, no, I don't think, yeah i wonder where he, I, I actually i should know am that. i wrong I now, maybe he's, i swear he's Oh, Italian? Oh, I don't know. Hungarian, is he Italian? Actor. I thought he was like off, hung- Hungarian or something. Off. Yeah. Well, I mean, he definitely has the... I mean, Lugosi feels like it could pass for uh, Italian. I just assumed. That's so Sounds dumb. like an Italian No, but name. it says here, I just quick yeah. Google it. Yeah, he was... Uh, oh, wow. Well, it says Hungarian, but it says uh, from uh, from Romania, even even more fitting. Oh, there you go. Huh. Yeah, he had the, he had the pedigree, see, right? Oh, but, see, that's what he did. His name was all kinds of crazy Hungarian, and he changed it to Italian. I was going to say Bela Lugosi, because I, I remember him being that. like more Eastern European, and I couldn't remember if it was Hungarian or what, but that name is not Hungarian. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, I guess that name sounds Italian. Maybe it was it was in vogue to be Italian at that time. I don't know. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. I mean, yeah. it's better It's better than being Hungarian. I can say that I'm Hungarian. <laughs> hey. What are you going to... Yeah. Anything's better than being Hungarian. That's what I always say. Poor Hungarian. Um, I'm also part Hungarian. <laughs> I'm not. My buddy anyway, just got back from uh, Romania, though. He had a good time over there. He said it was all right. Really? He was at... I'm sorry. This is Budapest. interjecting quick. He... Uh, my other band, the Har Nazi. I know you know, but he uh, he was literally just at he was in Transylvania, so it was kind of crazy. We're nice. talking about Dracula. That is yeah. awesome. I've never. I have been the farthest east I've been is is uh, Budapest, and uh, and that was as uh, an amazing, amazing. I've been city. Yeah, yeah. My sister studied out there for uh, a semester, and we went and visited. Um, it was. It's it's very it's very like. It was great. It was. It's also so strange, just darker. There's like a, a whole a darker cloud over there's there. There's a gothic, definitely <laughs> a gothic feel to it compared to you know we were in Vienna one day and the next day we went to Budapest. And we're like it's a different vibe, different vibe over yeah. here. Yeah, um, I'm for pretty sure, but, sure one of those you know, crazy bone churches is in Hungary. So yeah, yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of it. The you know Budapest, I think, as a city, you know, a lot of it was uh, was very bombed out um 
during World War II. So I mm. think like I don't think a lot, you know, compared to some other cities, it wasn't as as destroyed. But, uh, you know, kind of, you know, going towards, you know, flash forward towards towards closer to the end of the flick. Um, uh, I so definitely some things about the end of the movie I'm not super crazy about. But overall, love the ending. It was, uh, e- you know, easily one of the most memorable you know, set pieces slash, you know, models in in horror history with the the windmill. I've got way too much, you know, toys and dumb ceramic bullshit of of the windmill set from that. But, um, you know, he, he, obviously um, the the monster escapes we talked about, you know, accidentally, um, which is kind of a, a, a darkly comedic scene you know in retrospect where he throws the little girl into the pond because he thinks she's going to float like the you know like the like the flowers that she's throwing in um but you know ultimately accidentally murders a child (laughs) as one does and then uh um you know is kind of on the run and and henry you know in his uh you know the moral of the story here is one obviously henry you know he's he's going to get his comeuppance cuz one he's been very vocal about the idea of him you know playing god and all that stuff but also he's got the i guess kind of hubris to think that he can control this monster as well um which is a very different thing from the book cuz in the book he's just like nah dog and just like releases it into the wild yeah. kind of thing well it's it, i mean it, it's at first he thinks he tr- he can control it in the film um, but then, you know, after it kills Fritz, he he very much just gives up on it. Like he, he yeah, he does kind of just yeah. let it bail. And, and yeah. So the in the end, it's the monster running amok. And I, again, this is where I feel like the film is missing. It it needs like I don't know, ten fifteen minutes more, another scene or something. But like another scene of it interacting with the villagers and uh, killing mm-hmm. somebody else, or like mistaking, uh, almost killing somebody, because like. All you have is Victor running into the room and being like, Henry, the monster, it killed Dr. Walden. And then a bunch of other people saw it causing a ruckus. We got to do something, you know, <laughs> but, but you don't see yeah. the ruckus. It's all shit that's happened off camera. Yeah. It knocked over a big stack of Pringles at the grocery store. Everyone's real mad. Yeah. About well, it. I mean, over. No- well, uh, so Dr. Uh, well, well, sorry, what was his name? Uh, not Frankenstein. Walden. Walden. Walden, yeah, yeah. So he he's gonna cut him open. He's gonna like experiment on him, and yeah, he wants to, like a, a dissect. So him I don't even know of, if yeah. he got to like pricking him with a knife yet or not. But I, that's why Frankenstein. Also, w- what I'm thinking about is when Frankenstein kills him with strangulation, in the same way Fritz went out by getting hung. It's like whatever's in his mind, he knows enough to know. I just have to grab the neck, and and the rest is. It's like with the girl, it, it does yeah. seem so innocent. Where like, yeah, he just wants her to float, and like. I don't know. It's it's weird. It it's just it's a weird happening. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, he he it's it's you know, they're trying to slam it into a, you know, hour and 10 minute runtime, I guess, which is tight. I mean, that's tight. I mean, all the these, you know, the earlier universal monster movies are right around an hour, um, which is which is tough, you know. But um yeah, so Ultimately, uh, Henry gets launched off the burning windmill. Um, is is this and... film's first yeet? <laughs> Perhaps. Is no, this, there's no way. Is this the Somebody first had yeet to have in film? 
somebody has to have gotten yeeted prior to this, but this is definitely one of the earliest and most notable yeets. Okay, so all right, so it's probably it's probably horror's first yeet. But I'm trying to think if I can. But I mean, but when you consider no, but, Buster Keaton well, I, and Charlie Chaplin, there's yeah. no way they weren't getting yeeted around. I swear I saw a Buster Keaton clip not too long ago. <laughs> he got yeeted out of a bathhouse or some shit. So well, and and also Lon Chaney Senior. In Phantom of the Opera, technically self yeets himself off the, off the bridge into the water. Right, I ain't counting count, count self yeets. <laughs> All right, that's fine. a that's a jump. All right, fine. Be, this is a full on yeet because it's a it's a <laughs> shitty dummy that just goes <laughs> off the rail and hits the windmill and then falls Clicks to the ground on the way down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's nothing more brutal and also like slapstick funnier than somebody hitting something on the way down in a fall yeah <laughs> so good <laughs> and then he survives which pisses me off uh yeah. that, that, that that it was very annoying that that he he survives um and then of course you're you're meant to think that that the monster you know perishes in uh, in the fire you know when everything kind of collapses and burns and all that stuff and then as is the case with with many of these these uh you know, early, especially the early Universal Monster movies, they they end fairly unceremoniously. Um, it's just like and credits. Everybody's dead. Have fun. Get your that popcorn. Was, that was so, it was so hard to digest. I I yeah. mean, because because what was the sense of like like you had they had all the maids come together and mm-hmm. run down like just like so giddy over over Doctor Frankenstein and and like wanting to bring him wine. I don't know if they're excited he was still alive or what they're excited about. And the father yeah. just coming out like, you know, the patriarch of, of the Frankenstein family. Uh, uh, Air, Air Frankenstein, right? Yeah, Baron yeah. Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> Baron von Frankenstein. Baron, right, yeah. Baron. He was, uh, yeah, right. And it's just, man, I, when one of the credits rolled, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> like, <what? laughs> it seems like there should have been five to ten more minutes, yeah. Anything, anything at all. I yeah. can't remember the endings of the other universals though, because I, I, I the the count or the minutes uh, is all similar, but I can't remember. Like, I know, yeah. I'm just. Do they all end so abruptly? Uh, not all of them, but quite a quite a few of them do. Um, for for sure. Um, that that is definitely a. Uh, they were you know quick and dirty endings back then so I'm I'm trying to go through my head and remember if any of them were a little bit more dragged out I guess like the climax of the invisible man is a little bit earlier and then they eventually you know chase him down and stuff but that ends pretty pretty it's not that they all end as anticlimactic as as the, as that with the the bed at the end but like I mean with the invisible man he he becomes visible you know when he dies so that's kind of the last little haha shock thing before the credits roll um but yeah a lot of them end kind of abruptly i mean I lon say. chaney right he catches a silver bullet and then he becomes visible as human lon chaney yeah. and then so that that was i don't know if we want to call it abrupt i mean it's he was killed it's kind yeah. of the same way american werewolf in london it's like he was killed he's the guy and yeah and then know. it's the guy and then it's like all the final few th- like sentiments happen all within about six seconds yeah, he's dead yeah. ah we're sad wait it's him ha bye <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, it just all yeah. kind of ends real quick you got everything you need which frankly if there's probably plenty of movies nowadays would, would benefit from from <laughs> ending a little bit more gracefully like that but 
Um, I have come to real, and this was not one that was as on my radar as even some of the other movies that we talked about tonight when I was a kid, but I have come to appreciate and frankly, probably prefer Bride of Frankenstein, um, in, in recent years to, to this movie. Um, I don't know how you guys are, you know, how high are you on, on Bride of Frankenstein? I personally, I think it's a better movie, but I have mixed feelings about the idea of, um, I guess two things. One, Frankenstein, you know, making a friend and <laughs> all that stuff. And the, the more like heartwarming, it just felt like there should be like, you know, little animated Disney birds flying outside at some moment. And I'm like, hey, this isn't as like gothic and, you know, foreboding as I would like my universal monster movie to be. So that that I have mixed feelings about that. Overall, it's 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 still really great. Um, and the fact that Elsa Lancaster, who plays the bride, you know, you think of that as such an iconic image in horror in classic horror but she's only on screen for like something I, I don't remember exactly it's like 20 seconds it's like so incredibly abrupt or maybe like a minute or something like that so she's really is her her feature you know her actual on-screen time is 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 really abrupt as the bride of frankenstein um but it's i guess also a testament to her her performance and the creature design that she is so iconic and only on screen for such a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. Still so pretty. <laughs> yeah. And she's, yeah. And she's a remarkably attractive person as well. I just had to throw um, it in. It's just like, it's great underneath all the makeup and stuff. Like, you know, who Boris Karloff is and he's just like somewhat prunish lips and yeah, face yeah. of like, you know, and then he get, looks kind of like a, a shrunken head, but, um, you know, if, but, if you had the features of a shrunken head, but made it really big, you know, I feel like also it. a lot how how hip with the uh, like you know, the eyeliner, like the Egyptian eyeliner style that you see a lot of ladies do or they were not anymore, I guess. But like mm -hmm. that was done on her in a like a little bit like that, uh, just the hint of it. And I don't, for some reason, yeah. I just jumped out to be like, oh, it's sort of a modern look at, at this on accident, like or it came back around, yeah. you know? I'm, yeah, it I, ended up being ultimately looking back on it feels more contemporary yeah, yeah. than it was probably i'll just say it dude she's hot whatever man <laughs> oh yeah she's 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 she is a she's one of those people that if you saw her walking down the street you'd be like that doesn't seem like a real person like you know what i mean it's like yeah. just too 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 attractive to be a real person but well she's not she's yeah, parts I, you know yeah that's true <laughs> yeah, that's true um i don't break kayfabe i mean even when it comes to monsters i don't care um yeah. So any any final thoughts on uh, on Frankensteins, uh, our beloved Frankensteins from 1931? Um, you know, like maybe the police can go around showing this film as a reason why we don't have mob justice, because <laughs> those, that, that mob didn't try to take the monster like in any form. And then mm -hmm. they just burned down an entire small business and like... <laughs> Good luck having bread for the next month, dickheads. <laughs> yeah. Have fun grinding your flour by hand, you fucking noobs. Um, yeah, that's true. That's true. Mob, listen, and if we've said it once on this podcast, we've said it a thousand times. We are anti-mob justice. Pro-vigilante. Yeah. Anti-mob right. Don't do it as a mob. Right. You elect, Don't do it as a mob. You elect one vigilante. <laughs> You're right. And see if they I do like a good that. job. 
<laughs> yeah. I like the runtime. And- like with with all said and done, of Frankenstein, if it gives you very much like now you equate it to how you ingest uh, all all the media, and it's it's always maybe maybe it's an hour episode of your favorite show or whatever. It, yeah, uh, Wednesday is popular, and you're watching a 45 minute thing. You know, that's the way I'm looking at like Universal in a way where I I don't mind. I don't mind the hour 10 run, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I much prefer it to the fucking Fast and the Furious movies that are two hours <laughs> and 50 minutes. Every single one of them are 247, some bullshit or uh, not 247, hour 47, uh, but approaching mm-hmm. two hours. I'm like, fuck this noise. <laughs> Oh, this is fun. So I don't know. It's fun to get in and out, and 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 like the point comes across. I don't know. Frankenstein's not a perfect movie. I don't yeah. think anybody's lobbying for that. It's just mm. it was it was nice. That's all. I don't know. It, it, it gets its, it gets its point yeah. across. It has like a lot of effective shots. You mentioned earlier how you think like the uh, Fritz getting hanged is like the most morbid scene, and like yeah, it's it's a striking visual to just open a door up onto a hanged person. But I think. Yeah. Um, when the villager is walking his dead daughter through the town, oh, that's yeah. that's like one of the like that. It almost feels like it doesn't belong in this film. It's so mm-hmm. wrenching because kind of heart wrenching. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. like you see, it's a it's a long one shot of just tracking the villager and the daughter. It's perfectly framed, so you don't see the daughter's face. So you can so she's almost never smiling on camera or being doofy you know she she isn't betraying the 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 image dead person role yeah (laughs) and then you just watch everybody in the background because it's in the middle of this you know wedding celebration everybody in the background goes from whatever dick off fun thing they were doing to just like being completely horrified and then Mm -hmm. like joining in the parade and so yeah it's like it, it good point you could you could take that out of Frankenstein and almost put it in any other film and it would just be, you know, like terrible. Like just yeah. like ter- yeah, terribly heart-wrenching. It does seem a little bit um more intense than pretty much any other scene in any other <laughs> yeah. universal monster movie. Right. <laughs> Maybe with the exception of the invisible man derailing a train and then a like a newspaper spiraling that's like 250 dead yeah. or whatever that was. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that always seems like, out of place for me. Like it's that's like, the most Jesus Christ, he just killed 250 people. Yeah. Like that's the, like, most, that's the most catastrophic. And like, what a cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the most catastrophic. But this one is just like the most like, like brutal, oh, uh, you know, just morose. Yeah. 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 Got to teach Lord. your kids to swim, man, I guess. That's yeah. That's what I yeah, was saying. Her. That's the moral of the story. <laughs> swim lessons. Saying. Yeah, I mean, lessons. yeah, all in all, fuck her. Like, how is she that old <laughs> living that close to water and she doesn't know how to yeah. swim? Or, uh, that too. I mean, Back I then, know. that was a basic survival yeah, thing. Literally, you know, like, literally, together. she doesn't have anything else to do. She doesn't have TV. She probably can't read. So just like, go yeah. swim, stupid. Ugh. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, Frankenstein <laughs> kills, it kills Fritz because he was antagonized. Mm-hmm. Kills the doc because he was about to cut him open with the scalpel. Right. Mm-hmm. That both no no foul no you know whatever yeah no and then harm the no girl foul was accident yeah accident yeah and yeah. so as far as I'm concerned he's he's not bad yet he's yeah. not a bad no, guy he's pretty, yeah that villager was I, fucking I, lying he just came in and said somebody murdered her he didn't murdered. see it happen. he didn't see it happen though fucking liar I know <laughs> piece of shit what an asshole I wish more villagers died in this movie God I hate villagers <laughs> anyway. fucking peasant <laughs> fucking peasant brains. 
<laughs> I am so anti-villager. I fucking hate him. Um, anyway, guys, uh, that was Frankenstein from 1931. Uh, it's spooky season, guys. Go go check it out if you haven't. Uh, sorry we spoiled a 92-year-old movie, but um, it's it's uh, you, you had a fair chance. You had your chance. Um, once again, uh, let me remind you, if you haven't already... Uh, I don't know how many damn times you have. To, we have to tell you. Pause your damn phone, right? Uh, or you know, put the podcast on the background. Whatever the hell you're doing, go download. Uh, go to the YouTube. Go to the Spotify. Whatever. Find Drew in the Blue. Add him to your Halloween playlist. Um, or we didn't even mention Horror Knots as well. You got two spooky bands. That that is. It's a band. It's more or less yeah. we don't have live shows, but there is new music coming out for that. We'll have one last final EP. We did three EPs, all six songs, so six, 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 ha, ha, ha. And uh, <laughs> so there, there will be one final album. Uh, we did re- re- release a single in September. Um, so, yeah, all around, I'm, I'm lucky to be surrounded by just the the horror ethos. It's just a fun, it's a fun time, man. But, you know, I, I appreciate it. Yeah. Monster Mash coming out Friday the 13th. It's already out if you're listening to this right now. And mm-hmm. uh, you should you should definitely get the top tier Patreon for Halloween is forever. Everyone is talking about it. That's a fact. Everyone, Everyone's all the kids it. on the street. It's hot on the streets. What all the kids are talking about. Man, their baggy pants and talking about patreon.com <laughs> forward slash Halloween is forever. All right, Drew, as always, absolute pleasure to have you. Thanks for tolerating us here and talking about spooky movies with us. Uh, love having you on the show. You're always welcome. Um, Steve, anything likewise. else I forgot? Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Yeah. I got two quick things. Uh, one, yep. I appreciate that we're the cycle has come back around to now we're getting uh, more Frankenstein uh, kind of remakes and reimaginings. So, mm-hmm. like, uh, one to check out right now on Shutter is the Angry Black Girl and Her Monster. Is mm, you told me about this? Yeah. I haven't watched it yet. It, it's a it's a good urban uh, adaptation, and then also later in the year, uh, Yorgos Lathanos. Lathamos. Hmm. Uh, How do I he know, directed, do I know he, that name? He directed Killing of the Sacred Deer. Uh, oh, the lobster. Love that movie. Yeah, he has a movie yep. coming out called Poor Things, which is uh, an adaptation, but it stars Emma Stone as the monster, and I believe Willem Dafoe as the doctor. And it, oh. but also just the visuals look off the just out of control. It's visually yeah. insane. It looks like Willy Wonka Frankenstein. Well, I love that he's getting a big budget to do this because Killing a Sacred Deer is one of my favorite. Yeah. Like indie horror films of the last few years. Yeah. You guys brought that up a few film. times. I got to watch this. It's it's so yeah. bizarre, but you'll love it. Um, yeah. Not in this podcast, but another. I've heard it in other podcasts. Yeah. You're, you're guys. You keep, yeah, killing of this of a sacred deer. Yeah, yeah I never saw it. Yeah, check that out. Okay, and then uh, just just for the listeners, you obviously we started we started the episode. You the first thing you heard was uh, Drew and the Blues version of the Monster Mash, and as we go out, you'll hear the new song Cigarette. So just so just yeah. so the audience knows what they're listening to, and they can get appreciate jump on, you folks jump on board and then uh, go on to Spotify's and find the full songs. <laughs> yeah so hang around after after the goodbyes and listen to some dangled rock and roll music also never forget that robert de niro played frankenstein's monster in 1994 and he doesn't want people to know about that but you should and you should go watch it it's actually kind of entertaining it's, and fucking bizarre it's 
I think it's one of the more accurate to the book portrayals. It is. But it's it so is. weird. Also, pretty underage uh, SNES game. I'm just going to say. Oh, yeah. That, uh, or maybe it was Genesis. No, I can't remember. No, I think it was SNES. <laughs> Yeah. Have, have, yeah, maybe I'll come back. We'll do a Frankenstein adaptation every time. I just <laughs> sure it'll be a new, you, you know, a new <laughs> segment. Yeah. Or something. Eventually, we'll be doing Tiny Toons and you know all that stuff as well. So, I'm down. all right. Uh, that being said, for the Halloween's Forever Crew, I'm Brian. I'm Steven Stein, <laughs> and this is Drew West. Thanks for having me on the podcast, fellas. Yeah, as always, uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, see you around. Spooky Yuki's bye. Bye. Cigarettes are cool.